Welcome into the Lifeline Morning Show. I'm Steven. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Well, you know, I love to get your day started off on the right foot with something to encourage you, to inspire you even. And I think I found it in today's quote of the day from Marie Curie. You know what? She was the first woman ever to win a Nobel Peace Prize in 1903. And then again, the only woman to ever win a second Nobel in 1911. Pretty cool, right? Well, this is what she had to say. We must believe that we are gifted for something. That's right, we should believe we're gifted for something because the Bible tells us over and over again that God has a plan for our life. So I, I just wanna to touch a few of these scriptures that really tell us that. From Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And then Romans 8, 28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Here's another, the Psalm 33:11. The plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of His heart through all generations. Psalm 32:8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Are you getting it yet? Proverbs 16, three through four. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. First Corinthians 2, nine. I know this is long, but stick with me. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared, for those who love him. Oh, I think I can stop there. You get the gist, right? It's scripture after scripture that talks about the plan, the purpose that God has for us individually. So you better believe you are here for a reason. You must believe that, that you're gifted for something because he gives us all different gifts, different abilities, and we're all to do different roles, different tasks. So what is yours today? Maybe you've had a hard time figuring that out. Well, let me just tell you, lots of times God puts these desires in our hearts and we don't really see it as him doing it. But I think sometimes we cheat ourselves because we don't acknowledge that he's the one who gave us those passions, those desires. And he's also the one who can give us all the support we need to see them through. So if you've not yet found your calling, Lean into those passions that God has given you and watch what he does. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because he does have a plan for you. All you've got to do is trust and obey. Walk it out and watch him make everything happen. That's good stuff right there. Hey, that'll get anybody motivated, won't it? Thanks so much for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. I'm sorry to say it that way, but that's just the way the world is. And so lots of times we try to look for ways to kind of get ahead up just a little bit, you know, just to, just to advance past some other people. So we reach out to others who've been doing the thing that we're wanting to excel at a lot longer. And we're always asking them, hey, do you have any tips? Do you have any tricks for me? Anything that I can do to better myself? Would you let me know? Well, see, that's kind of flawed. You know why? That's wanting something. You know what the Bible teaches? It's more blessed to give than to receive. So I came across this guy 
who put that in perspective in such an awesome way. And I want to share it with you now. Here, take a listen. This might just shift your perspective too. There's a simple secret to success in any creative field or any field for that matter. And it takes a lot of people, sometimes decades of struggle to figure this out. What they do is they reach out to a potential mentor or someone more experienced than them to try to get some help or to make some connections or get a foot in the door or whatever. This almost never works. It's better to change your whole mindset away from what that person can do for you and more about what you can do for that person. How can you give to that person? How can you make that person's life easier or better? So instead of reaching out to somebody and saying, hey, can you help me? Reach out to somebody and say, hey, is there anything I can do to help you? You know, here's what I can offer. A mindset of giving instead of taking will fill your world with abundance. Wow. What do you think about that? I've never thought of it in that light before. Have you? But reaching out to that person that you would really like to get some help from, and instead of asking them for help, offer your services. Tell them what you can do and how you'd like to help them. Wow, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Hey, why don't you try that today? And let me know how it works for you because I think you're going to find that uh, it's going to be quite successful <laughs> because when you are reaching out and saying, hey, I'd love to help you with this, who's not going to receive that help, you know? And that develops a relationship. And that relationship can turn into a mentoring thing where, yes, you're offering services, you're helping them, and then in return... They're giving you tips and tricks and you're seeing how things are done firsthand because you're right there with them every step of the way. Just an idea for you. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. It's a story about a dog named Bacon. <laughs> You've got to hear this. Stick around. I'll tell you the whole story next. Here. Let's just say Bacon has a very relatable face. <laughs> You'll find out why. Coming up shortly. Having a conversation with a coworker yesterday, we were talking about her new dog. She said he just showed up on her doorstep. And yep, she took him in. <laughs> he doesn't have anywhere else to go. She says, I'm really fostering him, but I've already kind of gotten attached. So yeah, I think that's her dog now. So Liz has a, uh, a brand new pup and says he's really crazy, spastic even. She's tried to have him sleep in uh, his own bed. And he's not liking it. He pitches fits and he wants in her bed. So we'll see how this unfolds. But there's just something about a dog. I don't know what it is. It just kind of melts your heart. There's something about the way they react to us. Especially if you've had a dog for a while, they are so happy to see you when you get home from work. They're wagging that tail. They're all over themselves and their whole body is shaking and they want to lick you all over, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to believe that somebody wouldn't want that in their life. But for this dog, his name is Bacon, <laughs> or he's also known as the Baconator. Well, he was adopted twice and he was brought back to the shelter twice. They're not saying why. But let me tell you just a little bit about Bacon. He's a Pekingese Chihuahua Doxy Shih Tzu mix living the good life now in Tampa, Florida. He was found living on the streets by animal control and they rescued him. And like I said, he was adopted twice but returned. But now he's finally fell into the hands of Meg who instantly fell in love with him. Third time was the charm, she said. 
<laughs> People say that he looks like different celebrities, she says. My personal favorite comparisons are Samuel L. Jackson, William H. Macy, Mark Hamill, and Peter Dinklage. I would say the best part is how much he makes people laugh. To think a little abandoned meanie like him has made so many people smile is amazing. You know what's so special about Bacon that makes him smile? He has facial hair. I mean, he has like a full-on beard in the front. This dog, you've got to see him for yourself and you can find him on Instagram. Just type in the Baconator and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It reminds me of a few guys that I've seen around here. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. Now, a lot of people commenting, my dude, that is not a dog. That is a human in a dog suit. Another person says, the pup has better facial hair than 90% of men. <laughs> I love this. You've got to check him out for yourself. Again, he's at the Baconator over on Instagram. He'll make you smile. That's a guarantee. <laughs> I really hope for your sake that you've been exercising your brain here lately because I've got the car line competition coming up, your chance to win some gift cards, and I hope you're going to call in and win. But we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff this morning. So be ready. Who knows that that stuff you got rattling around in your head from when you were a kid and you were in school, you never thought you'd use it. Well, it might just come in handy today. I'm just saying it might land you some gift cards. In the meantime, until we get to the top of the hour, you are getting older. That's right, you. That's right, uh-huh. I'm speaking specifically to you. You're getting older. With every single moment, you're becoming wiser, you're gaining more knowledge, and yes, sometimes you feel old. I know, right? I don't like it either. I'm 40, and it's like, really? I've said a few things, uh, like making references to movies and to things like that, to the younger generation, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Boy, did I feel old. But maybe I didn't, don't feel quite as old as this teacher. She had a little bit of an experience in her classroom, and I thought, hey, you've got to hear this. <laughs> Take a listen. It's happened. It has happened right before my eyes, and I am officially old. Do you want to know why? Because one of my kids said he couldn't answer the math problem today because he's not from the 80s. To my confusion, I am very curious now, so I want to know what the problem is. Do you want me to read it to you? Of course you do. The cost to place a collect call is $1.50 for the first minute and $1 for each additional minute. What was the cost of the five-minute phone call? They don't know what a collect call is. So then they're confused at me and said, I don't understand why I have to pay to call somebody. So I asked them what a payphone was. Like, whoa, how do you do this? And some of the answers I got, it's like when you put your finger on like the thing and it swirls around, right? It's those glass boxes that like people get mugged in New York City, right? Even I, I showed them a picture and they still didn't understand why they had to pay to talk to somebody. This then led us down a rabbit hole of somebody sharing that one time his dad had a phone in his house and there was only one phone and they didn't know who was calling and you had to call to speak to somebody specific. I didn't think I was that much older than them. And now I feel like a dinosaur. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, was it? I remember the rotary phones too. You had to stick your finger in the hole and go ahead and travel around the circle. It took forever to call anybody, right? And yes, I remember collect calls and pay phones and all that, but this younger generation, they're like, what, what's a pay phone? Why do I have to pay to call somebody? <laughs> it's funny, you know? It, it's just one of those things. That it changes. We have different technology now. And our kids these days, I think they have it a lot better than we did. Everything's so much more accessible, right at their fingertips, right? Well, you know what's at your fingertips? Uh, a, a phone. And you know what? That phone can call the station, and you can win some gift cards on the car line competition. Hey, why don't we go ahead and play that game? 
Say it with me in three, two, one. Give me the horn! That's right, and we gotta crank that engine. It's time to play the car line competition. Your chance to win some gift cards this morning. Are you gonna win? Well, it's really a trivia game. There's no reason to be nervous either because, you see, I take the call while the music's playing, and then I go back and edit your voice and make you sound like a rock star on the radio. So, all that being said, I think it's about that time for us to start the car line competition. So, here we go. Your first question of today's car line competition is this. How many chambers are there in a human heart? Again, how many chambers are there in a human heart? Are there two, four, six, or eight? 256-505-0885 is the number to call. All right, I've got a caller right now. Stay on the phone line with me while I start the song and I'll get your answer. Here's Austin French with Good Feeling. Take a listen to this and see what you think. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine for a rainy day. I know, right? It's so rainy yeah. out there. I was hearing the rain hit the roof here at the studio. It's like, no, it's just, it's soaking wet out there. So, uh, Is it a tin roof? Uh, actually, no, it's it's shingle, but I could still hear it. It was really coming oh. down. <laughs> yeah, if it were a tin roof, I'm afraid I might fall asleep. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> gotcha. So what's in the plans for today? Drop off the kiddos and uh, I don't know. I might go back to bed on a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame you in the slightest. Well, I've got a question for you. Maybe we can we can liven this rainy morning up. Maybe we can get you some okay. gift cards here. I've got a question for you. How many chambers are there in a human heart? Are there two four six or eight it's four it is four you've got a left and right atria and a left and right ventricle and yes congratulations you just won three gift cards i'm excited yeah i am too here's the part i love it's that of course you keep one of these gift cards but then we want you to give the other two away to two very special people it's your chance to shout some people out right here on the radio so who are they? Well, can I pass them on? Yeah, you can totally do that. But I want to pass them on to a, a caller that's never called in before. Oh, a first-timer? I like to do that, yeah. Yeah, okay. We can totally do that. So To make it worth their while. If for sure. Thank you so much for helping with that. I'm always looking for new people to call, and we're going to make that happen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Now, would you like to shout somebody out on the radio? Oh, let's see. Today I'm going to shout out Cheetah Manuel. What a name. Cheetah? Cheetah, yeah. That, that is so I, cool. Who is that person? Okay, so so our question was about heart. Uh-huh. Cheetah is a young student that goes to um, church with me, and she had to have some a heart surgery. And um, that's a way to remember her since it was about heart. Wow. I got you. What's special about Cheetah? She's, uh, oh my gosh, uh, she has a heart for other people. She's caring and compassionate, and um, she wants to, um, like, mentor youth. Yeah. And um, she's on the jail ministry team, and she just has a heart for people. Wow. And remind us all, what church y'all go to? Uh, we go to the Well Family Worship Center in Scottsboro. Very cool. Thank you for shouting her out here on the radio, sharing some love, and we will pass those gift cards on. Thank you, and God bless you all. God bless you. Try to stay dry out there. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thanks again, Michelle, for calling me up this morning. Always fun talking with you. And hey, what a challenge. What an awesome way to 
roll those tickets, roll those gift cards over. Yeah, saying, hey, the next caller has to be a first-time caller to win six gift cards. So I guess I need to go ahead and throw the question out there. So this is your chance. You never called in before? Well, I want to hear from you. What is the smallest bone in the human body? Is it the stapes, the patella, the mandible, or the metatarsal? 256-505-0885 is the number to call. Again, what's the smallest bone in the human body? The stapes, the patella, the mandible, or the metatarsal? 256-505-0885. This phone line only open for first-time callers. 256-505-0885. In the meantime, we are messengers with Image of God. 88.5 JFM, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's your name? Abby. We're going to play a game. Do you know about all the bones in your body? Yes. You do? Okay, like uh, you've got foot bones and you got hand bones, you got arm bones and knee bones, but I'm looking for the smallest bone in the human body. So here is my question for you. Which is the smallest bone? Is it the stapes, the patella, the mandible, or the metatarsal? The stapes! Look at you! How did you know that answer? We learned it in class when we learned about the bones. Very cool. The stapes is in your ear. It's a little resonant bone. It's it's part of the reason why we can hear things. How cool is that? That is really cool. Yeah, I think so too. So, what grade are you in? Fourth. Fourth grade. Very cool. What school do you go to? All right, and congratulations. You just won three gift cards. Hey, hey, you know how this works. We want you to keep one of these gift cards and give the other two away to two very special people. So what two people would you like to shout out on the radio? Uh, maybe my teacher. Oh, which one? My teacher. Uh, what's that teacher's name? Miss Baldwin. And what do you love about Miss Baldwin? She's like funny and she does all this kind of crap with us and she's kind of fun to hang out with. Oh, very cool. All right, so that's one. We've got one more to shout out. Who's it going to be? Maybe my mom. Your mom? Oh, what do you love about that mom of yours? She's kind and she takes care of us and just ready to explore in the morning. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing some love on the radio. That was awesome. So let me grab your address real quick so I can get these gift cards sent your way, okay? Okay. Yes, sir. Cool. Is this mom? Yes. Okay. What did you think about Abby shouting you out on the radio? Well, I was a little shocked she talked about getting her ready in the morning because I'm usually frustrated and mad when I'm helping them get ready in the morning. So uh, that made me feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you so much for listening. Y'all are the reason why we're here. I'll get these gift cards in the mail, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. So much fun. Hey, I've got another question. I'm going to be asking after you weather and word of life. So stick around. We're about to get those uh, in here. And we've got to talk about some business and ministry impact partners. But first, I want to give you a heads up. You have a chance to win some concert tickets. It's over on our Facebook page, 88.5 underscore JFM. You'll see the JFM page with the really colorful logo. Yep, the profile picture, that's the one to go to. I've got a, a post there about tonight's concert in Birmingham. It's Tarn Wells, and he's joined with some friends. And you know what? 
I've got tickets to give away. So if you want to win those tickets, your chance is by going there, commenting underneath that post, liking and sharing. Okay, this is a way that we can let people know where our new Facebook page is and we can give you some tickets to go to a concert tonight in Birmingham at the Alabama Theater. Again, over on our Facebook page, 88.5 underscore JFM. It's the JFM page with a really colorful profile pic. Go find it and I hope you win some tickets. All right, I guess it's time. We might as well get to this next car line competition question. Just a reminder, if this is your first time playing... Well, you're not going to win three gift cards. No, because Michelle said earlier, hey, I want to roll mine over to a first-time caller. So if it's your first time, you're going to win six gift cards when you get it, right? So here is the question for the car line competition. This is open to everybody, but if it's your first time, you're going to win double the gift cards. Here we go. Your question is this. Which fish has no brain or heart? Is it a blobfish, a lionfish, a cuttlefish or a jellyfish. 256-505-0885 is the number to call. I thought that thing would ring pretty quick. <laughs> awesome. All right. Hey, just stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song and I'll get your answer. Here's to Obi Mac and Blessing Offer with The Goodness. 88.5 JFM, good morning. Good morning. What's going on, Christina Miles? Nothing much. Okay. All right. So uh, what are you up to on this very rainy morning? Uh school and I'm feeling very sleepy. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty sleepy too hearing this rain hit the roof. All right, so got a question for you. I don't know if you like sea creatures or not. I do because I want to work in marine biology whenever I grow up. Oh, cool. What's your favorite sea animal? Uh, dolphin. Dolphins. Yeah, those things are so cool. So cute. Dolphin and sea turtles. There you go. All right, well, I've got a question that's right up your alley. Which fish? has no brain or heart. Is it a blobfish, a lionfish, a cuttlefish, or a jellyfish? A jellyfish. A jellyfish is right. Congratulations. And I, I want to roll over my gift cards to the first time caller as well. Oh my. Okay. We can totally do that. Christina, that's awesome. Thank you. But when night. There you go. Yeah. So the first time caller is really going to rack up today. Hey, mm -hmm. I want to know, could you shout somebody out? Who means a whole lot to you today? Um, my best friend slash old social worker slash, uh, I don't know what to call her, but she's like incredible. Her name is Sarah. Sarah. She almost sounds like family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love about Sarah? She's just always there for me to talk to if, like, something's on my mind or whatever because she used to be my old social worker, so. Yeah, well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for shouting her out on the radio. All right, well, hey, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And while I got you on the phone, do you have any requests? Yes, 10,000 Reasons. I don't know who it's by, but I've heard the song yesterday. 10,000 Reasons. Yeah, I can play that for you. My mama was playing this video of a little girl singing it. It was so cute. Yeah. Christina, thanks again for calling me, and I'm glad to play that song for you. Congratulations, and thank you so much for passing on those gift cards to the next first-time caller. So you heard that, right? So the first-time caller this morning is going to win not three, not six, but nine gift cards for calling up and playing the car line competition. And your chance to do that is coming up very shortly. Now, it's, it's still open to everybody, even if you've played before, but... The first-time caller stands a chance of winning nine gift cards. So here's that song by request, Matt Redman, 10,000 Reasons.
right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. Turn it up. This is an old one, but it's so good. Now your word of life. Today from Romans chapter 6, verse 23, in the New Living Translation of the Bible, this is one of the biggest buts in the Bible, and I'm so thankful for this one. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. I love that but. How about you? Yeah, why don't you share that word of life with somebody today? It's a great way of sharing your faith. Just sharing that word of life is a great way of sharing your faith. And there's not much to it. You just kind of share it with somebody. It's a few keystrokes and you're done. Yeah, you could plant a seed in somebody's heart today with that word of life. We've got it ready for you across all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and it's always at the top of our website, 885jfm.com. Hey, just a heads up for you too. We've got a chance for you to win some concert tickets. So Tarnwells is going to be in Birmingham at the Alabama Theater, the Joy in the Morning Tour tonight. So your chance to win tickets to that concert right now is on our Facebook page, 88.5 underscore JFM. I had to create a new Facebook page for the radio station because I lost access to the old one. So the way you tell them apart is this one has a very colorful background on the profile pic. Go there. You'll see the Tarnwells post at the top of the page. Go ahead and comment, like, and share for your chance to win some tickets to go see him live in concert tonight in Birmingham at the Alabama Theater. Just wanted to make sure you knew about that. All right, so I guess it's time to play the car line competition one more time. I think we got time for one more question here. And just a heads up for you, the person who plays for the first time today is going to stand the chance of winning not three, not six, but nine gift cards because of Christina and because of, of course, our other caller, Michelle Bailey, who called us up this morning and said, hey, I want to pass mine along to a first-time caller. So... It's open to everybody, but if you're a first-time caller, you could win nine gift cards instead of three. Here's your question. How many noses does a slug have? One, two, three, or four? 256-505-0885 is the number to call. Again, how many noses does a slug have? One, two, three, or four? Call me up, 256-505-0885. I got my caller right now. All right, stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song and I'll get your answer. Here's Ann Wilson. Well, hey, girl, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. What's up, Bud Williams? What was the question now again? All right, the question is how many noses does a slug have? One, two, three, or four? Two. Nope, it does not have two noses. It has more than two noses, Bud Williams. It's got four noses. Yes, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, did you have any idea that something could have four noses? Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, me either. You know what else? This will really get you. Slugs have around 3,000 teeth. Do they bite? Uh, you know, I've never been bitten by a slug before, but they do have 3,000 teeth. They're slimy, I know that. <laughs> Very slimy. Oh, bud, please don't tell me you've ever done this. Have you ever poured salt on a slug before? Salt? Yeah. No, what does it do? Good, I'm glad you have it. It dissolves them. It makes them melt. Yeah, slugs and snails, if you pour salt on them, it's an icky, icky death. I, I did it when I was a kid, but I, I cried. I was very, very uh, sad that I poured salt on a 
on a snail because that thing just withered and died I, right in front of my eyes. considered a snail? Uh, yeah, isn't it? Isn't a slug the same as a snail just living outside of its shell? I'm going to do a quick Google search. You can get slug poison. It's a hard word to kill. Right, you can. Yeah. Hey, you know, some people in France actually eat snails. Would you eat a snail? Well, I'd have to be real bad hungry. <laughs> yeah. Would you eat grasshoppers or roach bugs? Oh, no roaches. No, I don't think I go for the grasshopper hey, either. I saw it on TV. Well, there's one country that eats grasshoppers. Yeah, I know. you got chocolate-covered ants and all kinds of other delicacies in different countries, but I don't like eating bugs. I'll leave that to the fish. Well, I start catfishing about the first weekend of April, and I went yesterday. I went up to, you know where the river bridge is at? Yeah. I catfish up on that deep water, uh-huh. and I put my boat in down there at, uh, at the feed mill. You know where the feed mills and all that? Yeah. After that landing, uh-huh. I put in there and run on the bridge. Man, a buddy of mine did. Caught one big catfish. Caught one blue cat weighed about 20 pounds. Whoa. So in two or three more weeks, he'll be tying it up good. <laughs> hey, are you eating that catfish? Yeah. I nice. Done, well, I had some of it last night. The rest of it's in the freezer. Yeah, 20 pounds of catfish. That's a lot of fish to eat. That's a whole lot of fish to eat. Bud Williams, thank you again for calling me this morning. You know what he decided to do with his gift cards? He's going ahead and rolling them forward to a first-time caller. So now, as it stands, the first-time caller who calls in next to play the car line competition, which will be tomorrow, by the way, stands a chance of winning not three, not six, not nine, but 12 gift cards. Craziness. They're going to rack up on their first time calling in. So who knows? It could be you. If you've never called before, tomorrow morning, uh, you should definitely play. You could win all those gift cards. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with me today here on the Lifeline Morning Show. We've got like two hours of show left. What are we going to talk about? I've got some stuff I think you're really going to like. So stick around. We'll get into it coming up here on the Lifeline Morning Show. But first, more great music for you. Elevation Worship with Same God. There are some very practical things that you can do to really make sure you have all the food that you need. Because, I mean, let's face it, food goes bad pretty quickly. But we have a freezer, and that freezer can do so many things, can't it? Yeah, so let me tell you a little history for me. When I was a kid, whenever we'd go to the grocery store, Mom would always go over to the meat counter and she'd always look for those yellow, green, orange tags that showed that the meat was close to going out of date, but not quite there yet. So it was discounted and she would rack up on some discounted meat. But the first thing she did when she brought it home, if we weren't eating it that night, she stuck it in the freezer. So we had meat for a long time because she was smart that way. And a lot of people, I think, forget to do that. but. Here's another question for you. After you have frozen meat and then you unthaw it, is it safe to refreeze it again if you decide not to use it? And it's kind of a complicated answer, but I've got it here for you. All right, so yes, you can actually do it. But the biggest thing to remember is when you thaw out that meat, you want to do that in the refrigerator, not on the counter. Because as you leave it on the counter at room temperature, E. coli, other bacteria can start to grow that's the reason why when you thaw meat out make sure you do that in the refrigerator that way it still stays at an optimal temperature plus if you want to refreeze it you can do that now is it going to taste the same after you refreeze it no it's going to be just a little drier than before a little flavor might be gone because it dries out just a little bit as those juices have thawed 
and then you refreeze them. So every time you refreeze it, it can you know lose a little flavor, lose a little juiciness. So just some ideas for you. If you're looking for ways to kind of cut costs and make what you have last a long time, there you go. You can refreeze that meat as long as you thaw it in the correct way. Not on the countertop, but in the fridge. So, hey, hopefully that helps. I know we're all looking for ways to save a little money when it comes to the groceries because things are so expensive these days, right? Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Now, here's Cody Carnes with Ain't Nobody right here on your 88.5 JFM. Could it be that maybe we're just not looking at it in the right perspective? What are you talking about, Stephen? Well, a lot of things. Maybe that problem in your life. You've been looking at it. It looks like this big stone in your way. And maybe if I could change your perspective just a little bit, instead of seeing that rock in your path as a stumbling block, maybe it's a stepping stone to a brand new level. I know, right? Yeah, I just want to encourage you to stick around. I've got a story for you that's going to put that in a whole new light. Yet you've got to hear this. So I'll get to it right after North Point Inside Out and wide open. Could it be that the problem you're facing is just an opportunity for something better? I came across a story that I have to pass along to you to challenge your perspective when it comes to that problem in your life. Take a listen to this. There's these two guys from USU that were sent to Africa to sell shoes. USU, the biggest company here 40 years ago, sent their two best salesmen to Africa to sell shoes. One guy comes back in two days, he's back in the United States, he goes into the CEO, the CEO says, what'd you do? Why are you back? He says, that was the most silly mission you sent us on. I go to Africa, nobody in Africa wears shoes. We're not gonna be able to sell one pair of shoes, okay? One week, two weeks, three weeks, they get a telex from the guy in Africa. Send me 60,000 pairs of shoes. U.S. shoe. 60,000 pairs of shoes? What? One guy comes back. No, nobody wears shoes. What are you going to do here? So he writes on the telex. You're not going to believe it. We found heaven for shoes. Not one person in Africa has shoes. No competition, he wrote. We're going to be the only ones. I want to open 40 stores. Two guys looking at bare feet. One sees failure, what are we going to do with bare feet? We're not, they're not going to buy shoes. And the other one says, what an opportunity. Nobody has shoes yet. We're going to be the first one. U.S. Shoe is the biggest exporter of shoes to Africa ever. Thanks to that salesman. It's all about your perspective, how you see that, that, that rock in your path. Is it a problem? Are you trying everything you can to uproot that thing and get it out of your path? Or have you decided that maybe it's a stepping stone? And it's an opportunity for something bigger, something greater on your journey. I just wanted to challenge your perspective a little bit because that's what we need from time to time, right? There's one thing I know for sure. That's God's working everything together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I believe that's you today. He's working all things together for your good. So look for the positive in your path. And I think you're going to find it. Coming up here at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, I'm going to have a heart-melting story for you. One you'll probably want to have the Kleenexes ready for. It will move you. It is so good, and I want you to hear it. So it's coming up at 9 o'clock, right at the top of the hour. So a heads up for you, too. If 
you're going to be away from your radio at that time, please tune us in on our stream at 885JFM.com. Click that on now button, press play, and you can hear the story if you have to be away from your radio. So again, you don't want to miss this story. It is so good. So stick around, okay? Amy Weatherly says, I dread the day. I dread the day my husband walks through the door and I'm done. Finito. Finished. Over it. Here, take this baton because my race has been run, son. I've made Tyson chicken nuggets and Annie's bunny macaroni and cheese and homemade applesauce. I've cut up grapes and peeled oranges and taken the crust off of sandwiches. I've cleaned up whole milk and wiped dirty bottoms. I've pulled over to the side of the road and found a somewhat conspicuous place to pee because somebody couldn't hold it in another second. I've answered why 10,000 times and counting, and I haven't been paid a dime for any of it. I've taken care of every single need, big and small, for three other people today, not including myself. Every single need. I've rushed backpacks to the kindergarten classrooms. I've cleaned crusty oatmeal off of ceramic dishes. I've picked up entire wads of toilet paper off the floor because certain people in this household just can't stop themselves from unrolling it and leaving it on the tile floor. And I've had the Paw Patrol theme song stuck in my head from the time my eyes begrudgingly popped open and my size eight feet hit the floor running this morning. And I've done it all because they need me so much right now. They need me for just about everything, stopping sibling fights, pouring cereal milk, finding that one missing shoe. And yes, it drains me on a very regular and consistent basis, but it drains me so good. The same way a runner feels after he completes his marathon and collapses to the pavement. I dread the day I'm not drained. I dread the day they won't need me like this anymore. I dread the day they don't need to hold my hand when we cross through the Target parking lot. I dread the day they don't turn around and say I love you too before walking into school. I dread the day they don't dance with me in the middle of the living room floor. Wow, did you see it took a change here? It took a little turn. She continues on to say, I dread the day they're never home because they have their own driver's license. I dread the day algebra homework fills up their afternoons. And I dread the day they're texting their friends at night instead of singing lullabies. I dread the day their broken crayons turn into broken hearts. I dread the day they don't come running to my bedside after a monster haunts their dreams at midnight. I dread the day I don't have dirty fingerprints to wipe off the back door to the patio. I dread the day they get in their old hand-me-down truck and head off to four years of college in a city miles away. I dread the day their sweet little mamas turn into deep, raspy mom. And most of all, I dread the day their little hands turn into big hands and slip right through my fingers. I dread the day because it's coming sooner and faster and more abruptly than I'd like. And so I'll take the tired, I'll take the sleepy, I'll take the exhausted, I'll take the interruptions when I shower and the nagging when I try to sit down and relax for two seconds. I'll take the empty energy, empty milk cartons, and empty tank. I'll take it all with a full heart and a huge smile because one day, and one day soon, I'll have an empty home instead. What words. I love that. At first, it sounds like she's on a rant about how hard parenting is, and then you understand this is so complex. She's loving this right now because she knows it's gonna change. She's given it all she has 
and she is soaking it in. So I just wanted to share that with you, mom. I know you're probably in the middle of all that right now too, just like Amy is. But hey, things will change. And for those of you listening who've already gone through that change, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, we all need to help each other out a little bit. Give each other a little encouragement. And you know what? A pat on the back and saying job well done to that mom who's doing a great job with her kids. So can we do that today? Can we share a little extra love with mom? Thank you. The twists and turns of life, they are (laughs) inevitable, aren't they? I mean, really, when it comes down to it, any number of things could happen at the workplace, right? Well, I came across the story of one surgeon who ended up running a half marathon at work one day. It was all for a good cause, and he saved somebody's life at the end. Stick around, I'll tell you the whole story next. I don't want to write this song. I don't want this pain to be my story. Charles Rowe had hit setback after setback. You know that old saying, when it rains, it pours? Well, that's true of his life. He was dealing with a really bad condition. Hepatitis C. And you know, it takes a long time to get any kind of uh, organ for transplant. I mean, those lists are so long. You can wait for what seems like forever, for any hope of getting another liver in this case. But here Charles was, at the hospital, ready for surgery because it was declared, hey, we've got a match, we've got an organ for you, and it's on its way. But here's the deal. There was a twist and a turn that happened between that good news and the time when the liver actually made it into Charles' body. And that twist and turn really had to do with that half marathon that was going on in the city. Now this all happened in Philadelphia's city center. Yeah. The route to the Thomas Jefferson University Hospital was blocked by the Dietz and Watson Philadelphia Half Marathon at two separate points. Now, you know, the people who put together the marathon, they have different routes available for emergencies to the hospital. But here's the deal. The guy who was bringing the liver could not find those routes, even after talking with police. So, you know what? Time was running out because this liver can stay on ice for only so long. That is when the transplant surgeon decided to put on some sneakers and run across town. (laughs) He became part of the half marathon, met up with the delivery driver, got the liver, and was able to bring it back to the hospital in enough time to transplant to get Charles that liver that he needed. And guess what? It went off without a hitch. Yep, he had to run a little bit, but he was willing to do it because he knew that somebody's life was on the line. So the transplant happened. Six days later, Charles got to leave the hospital whole, healthy, and well. (laughs) All because somebody was willing to do something a little outside of their scope of employment. I mean, they're surgeons, not runners, but hey, he was ready to race that day to make sure that somebody got what they needed. Wow, that could teach us all a little something, couldn't it? We've got to be ready for the twists and turns and be willing to roll with the punches to make the things happen that are important. So I hope that speaks to your heart the same way it spoke to mine. Changing your password, it's so frustrating, isn't it? Yep, some places make you change your password every month, every three months, and it's like, what am I going to do? 
How can I keep up with all these passwords? <laughs> well, it's funny how things have progressed over the years since the internet has gotten a little more popular. Yeah, I've got a comedian on standby who's going to talk with us a little bit about how it's changed. I think you're going to love it. Stick around. My, oh my, how passwords have changed over the years. You know, at one point, you didn't have to have any capital letters, right? I remember those days. And I don't know if you're like me, but I love to have like one password that I do a variation on for just about everything. I know maybe that's not so safe, but it helps me to remember it. And as I'm getting older, I realize that that's pretty important. I've got to remember what these things are because <laughs> I don't want to have to change my password all the time, right? Well, I came across this guy. He is absolutely hilarious. Michael McIntyre. He is a British comedian who has an amazing take on how the passwords have changed over the years. And I want you to hear it. Now, this is from one of his bits over in London at the London Palladium. Here, take a listen to this and get ready to laugh so hard. And at the beginning, we all had one password. It was our, it was our first password we can nostalgically remember. And we used it for everything every time we joined another business. Can I have your password? Yes, you can. That is my special word. <laughs> and then companies started getting quite rude. You would put your password in and it would go, Weak, who are you? <laughs> to judge my special word. And they're like, I'm sorry, but the internet has become very popular. We need to strengthen your password. And businesses would insist we must have from you a capital letter. I'm sorry, we will not be accepting passwords anymore unless it contains at least one capital letter. And we all momentarily considered our options before deciding to capitalise the first letter of our password. And for a period of time, that was fine. But the internet became even more popular. And then businesses started saying, I'm afraid you cannot join unless you have at least one capital letter and at least one number. Again, less than half a microsecond's consideration before we collectively decided you should be getting the number one. And that will be the end of my now capitalised password. And for a period of time, this was acceptable until a whole new, unexpected and exciting dawn emerged. A world of special characters. We didn't even know what they were. And businesses would say, we need a capital letter. We need a number, but we will also require a special character. And we clicked on the button, please. Can I have some examples of these special characters which you now insist upon? And we peruse them. There they are. I had no idea these characters were so special. Until all of our eyes stopped upon the exclamation mark. You're coming with me. Which we then put at the end of our now capitalised password just after the one. And it's at this moment that everybody at the London Palladium is thinking, I should probably change my password.
Thanks so much for hanging out with me today here on the Lifeline Morning Show. I want to leave you with one final thought, and it's your inspiring quote of the day from Marie Curie, who said, we must believe that we are gifted for something. And I've just got to say, that is so biblical. God gives us all different abilities and gifts and talents, and he puts desires in our hearts, doesn't he? Yeah, sometimes we get all bent out of shape trying to figure out what's God's plan for my life. And the whole time, he's putting things in our life that we're passionate about and he wants us to follow through on. So I just wanted to remind you today that you are gifted for something. You know, God is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And you are. So you better believe he's working things out. And he's got something special for you. So I want to challenge you to trust him and obey and take that step. Sometimes a step of faith and watch him give you everything you need to make it happen and to be successful. I'll see you right back here tomorrow from 6 to 10 for another Lifeline Morning Show. Until then, go out there and be a crazy person. Like like Casting Crowns is singing about right here on Crazy People. <laughs> Keep it locked in here to 88.5 JFM, making your day better.